Welcome. Y saludos amigos. A nuestra presentación. Revenge of the Pod. Where we talk about all things nerd culture, movies, shows, pop culture, some sports, and a bit about ourselves. I'm your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back. Uh, we're excited to have you with us for part two of this week's episode, the Oscar nominations. Uh, really excited to talk about those. We've seen quite a few of them, Jason. So we're definitely going to talk about the ones we've seen. But before we get into that, uh, let's get into concessions, man. How you been? Oh, dude, I've been good. Uh, so today we are recording on a Monday, uh, January 30th. Uh, so this past weekend, man, uh, I, I know we've been speaking about this a lot. But uh, I'm a rookie, and I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to work on my craft for smoking and grilling. Uh, I uh, smoked a pulled pork this past weekend. Uh, got to hang out with my boy Cole. Uh, that was fun. Uh, oh, I'm sorry that you had to do that. Uh, yo, yo, it's crazy. <laughs> he he invited me to go somewhere. It was weird. Uh, really? So, yeah, maybe he just wanted to get out of the house um, for for a little bit. He's like, hey, you know what? Heather's gonna go hang out with her friends, so I, I'm, I'm gonna see if uh, Jason wants to uh, hang out. We went to this food truck festival. Uh, pretty good, man. We got to try a bunch of stuff, everywhere from barbecue and lote to um, different desserts, uh, corn dogs, just like every different type of food truck that was out there. Stuffed our faces. Got attacked by bees. Bees would not leave us the fuck alone. Sounds about right. Sounds random. about right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So that was fun. That was on Sunday. I obviously got to see some of the football games. Uh, and yeah, and then uh, my pulled pork that I smoked on on Saturday. I was really, really proud of that. Um, that's what I did this weekend. It was a lot of fun. Very eventful. Uh, what about you, though, man? What would you do? What were you up to? How was your weekend? How was, how was everything? How you been? Well, pretty similar, man. Uh, I was exhausted. So I slept in on Saturday, and we just had a chill day. Sunday, same thing, man, as you. Uh, did some grilling. I made these uh, Puerto Rican pork skewers called pinchos. So I seasoned them overnight. Then mm. I put them on the grill. They mm. were gone so fast. Mm. Like it was, yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> Usually you make them with tenderloin, but I had to do them with chops, so they were a little tougher once they got, like, cool. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that was just... That was partially my fault because I left them on the grill too long because I was setting up the smoker because the smoker is where I put my lamb. I, ha- I made a rack of lamb, which was a totally different seasoning. Uh, that one came out bomb. Like it was oozing juice. The only thing with lamb though is I always think it needs more salt. So for me, it wasn't enough salt. Uh, otherwise the seasonings that I worked on that one were pretty solid too, man. Smoked nice. it. I had to smoke it fast too. So the the fat was like um, it was buttery, but it wasn't it wasn't buttery to the point where it was like super creamy. It was still a little bit, uh, I guess, coagulated. Well, so, yeah, ahead. I mean, lamb is <clears throat> lamb is pretty tough, too, because it has that like weird aftertaste at the end in the back of your throat. You know what I'm talking about? Like kind of like a, I don't want to say gamey taste, but yeah, like, I mean, they do yeah, say yeah. lamb is gamey. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I mean, that's where I like the salt because I feel like that that taste helps kind of, helps out. Yeah, the taste doesn't. It's not bad, but it it kind of lands a little bit flat sometimes. So this one definitely, the salt would have given it a kick. But that fat man, if I had been able to smoke, so I only had, I only had four hours to cook it, but it should be like an eight hour cook. So I had to like cook it in half the time. Mm. It still came out good, and it was very juicy. But I was 
next time I want to do it for the slow cook. Anyway, I promise, guys, we will not keep talking about grilling. We'll <laughs> stop there. <laughs> now, NFL, I actually didn't get, get to watch too much, but I know the Eagles won. So there's that. Uh, I also the, know uh, Kansas City won. Kansas City referees won. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, they won. <laughs> yeah, whatever, uh, whatever bet they were making, they got it. Um, it, it was still a good game, but like there was there was definitely some questionable calls. Like if it was the Cowboys playing and they got that game, you would have been like all over, dude. You would have been, what the blah, you know? Like, and I agree with it too. Like, I was like, holy shit. If I, if my team was playing against the Chiefs and that was the outcome with the refs, I would have been extremely pissed off. So I, I understand where the a lot of the the fans and even people that aren't fans of, of uh the Bengals. Of the Bengals where I was like, yo, this is this is crazy. Um, I got to watch it because I didn't really get to watch any of the games. <laughs> Gabby said, if it ain't the Cowboys, why am I even watching? I was like, you know what? I'll give you a break from football because we're going to watch the Super Bowl. Bro, so... Honestly, man, that wasn't even the worst refing this weekend, bro. The worst refing was the Lakers-Boston Celtics game on Friday, dude. The Lakers Ooh. got cheated. That Ooh. was the worst, some of the worst play calls <sighs> in the last two minutes and overtime that I've ever seen. And I didn't even see it. I just saw a lot of clips. So, <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry about that. Uh, last bits of news that I got though: uh, Showtime and Paramount Plus are officially merging. It's about time. CBS Viacom already owns Showtime, so it makes sense that they'll be putting everything under one roof. Hopefully, we get a better price, but we know that there's going to be employee layoffs because of that. That's exactly what HBO Max and Discovery Plus are doing. Um, and last bit of news, speaking of HBO Max, they are canceling Titans and Doom Patrol after their current seasons. Oh, wow, so really? No more after that. I know, and Doom Patrol and Titans both had good ratings. I, they had, well, I guess good reviews. I don't know how the ratings were, but I know people who were fans of the shows were pretty big into them. I liked Doom Patrol a lot. I had not seen Titans. It's just, it's too bad. I know that. I know that DC Studios is restarting everything, but wow, they really are restarting everything. So that's kind of disappointing to see some of the things that were yeah. good die out. You know what they need to restart? What? Velma. Uh, it's, been, <laughs> <laughs> it's been awful, dude. It needs to be like just... and because Only because I've heard rumors that they may bring back a second season. I'm just like, Oh, they've wow. already been greenlit. Oh, did they really? Yeah. I heard rumors that they were... Talks of it. Oh my god! But they're no. It's the, the most streamed show on HBO Max right now. I like, think I for don't... bad reasons though, like because everyone's like just like hate watching. It can't, or... Yeah, it's like it can't be that bad, right? So I, I gotta watch this. Like I think that's what people are doing because it's just all over social media. Like, is it really that bad? And you going like, oh yeah, it is really that bad. Um, yeah, I'm not interested in that show. So. It yeah. it looks like a wannabe Harley Quinn. I'll just watch Harley Quinn. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It just it just kind of makes us kind of ups, it's upsetting to hear that uh, Doom Patrol, which I know people love and says really good, and I've seen a few episodes myself. I just never, I just stopped watching it. Um, not not because I wasn't interested. It's just I just like oh shoot, I, I just kept forgetting that that show was on and releasing a new episode every other week. You know. Oh, uh, you know what they really should bring back though, Batman the animated series. Oh wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not let's not go through this 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 whole rabbit hole again. It's gonna be an adult <laughs> version, guys. It's gonna be made for us anyway. Moving on. 
All right, let's get into it, though. Let's get into the nominations. Straight out the gate, guys. Best Picture nominees. Top Gun Maverick. Women Talking. Everything Everywhere All at Once. The Banshees of Inisherin, Triangle of Sadness. The Fablemans. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar Way of Water. Elvis and Tar. Now, this is a huge field. I think this is the first year with 10 nominations, correct? Or was last year? Uh, I can't remember, but yeah, it, definitely it's, a lot of, of, of films and for nomination up for this one. I was like, holy shit, that many? You know? And we know Kate Blanchett is up for Tar uh, for Best Actress, too. So I'm interested to see. I haven't seen Tar. I'm interested to see her work. It looks very much like a Black Swan type of movie, except obviously with a conductor. But it looks like uh, some breaks with reality. So I'm interested in seeing what that's about. We've all seen Top Gun Maverick. Do you As think well, it's got it, the it, chance to win? No. No? Who do you think's winning it? Come on, man. Come on, man. Everything everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, and honestly, and just from what I've been hearing, too, uh, All Quiet in the Western Front definitely has, I, I, like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if I saw that one win. And uh, just based off stuff that I've been hearing, Fablemans, the Fablemans, yeah, and then Tar. I want to see it, yeah, and Tar as well. Um, I don't see Avatar winning it. I think just because like it was just like such a big and like I haven't seen it yet, but like just what from what I heard, like some people are like it's the same but on water, and like the the visuals are just a lot more stunning. You know, to an extent, I could see that. I mean, a lot of the story is the same. I was just more invested in the kids. Like it really did make a big difference to have the protagonists be those kids. I felt like you were more immersed in the world of Pandora and it gives you, yes, it is definitely the same kind of story, but I was much more bought in for the second one. Like I would watch the second one over the first one plenty of times. And the second one's long. Yeah. I might be in the unpopular opinions though. So we'll see. (laughs) Well, I also heard this: the villain from the first one is also the villain from the same for the the second one. That is correct, except he's uh, blue now. So. Yeah, he's blue, and I'm a diva, but I don't know. And I'll tell you why Elvis won't win it, because the only good thing about that movie was Austin Butler. Hey, some of the color that they use in the film, like contrasts that they use, the yeah, it was costuming cool. was pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, set design was good. Yeah. I will say you you had a problem with the editing. I could see that, but there were good moments of cinematography too. Like yes. the angles that they got, the shots they got were really good. I think the ending too. Like uh, we talked about it off pod, but like there's moments. I didn't know the. I thought the ending was an actual like video from old Elvis, like of his last recording, of his last performance ever before he passed away. Turns out it wasn't. It was actually Austin, Austin Butler. Butler. Were like reenacting that and i was like whoa as soon as they told me that i was like could have fooled me could have fucking fooled me that whole uh, but i'll movie, tell you why Austin this butler movie puts won't it win. on his shoulders <laughs> yes dude, yes but and i'll tell you why this movie won't win is because freaking tom hanks was god awful dude don't be Mer- jealous bro you wanted to narrate just like him and no like bro him. <laughs> it was, dude it was awful man his narrating and just it was just i don't know where why he went with that his yeah, accent was, just... was trash. It was trash. Yeah. I didn't feel like he... I, f- I don't know what he was doing the whole time on set. It felt like he wasn't in it. Yeah. If I were him, I'd have been like, maybe someone else should take this role. I'm not hitting it. I'm not feeling it. 
let me save a little bit of what's left of my dignity and not do this. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to go also do Pinocchio, the live action Disney version. And do an even worse job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom, what happened? Nominated America's, for two Razzies. You're Razzie. America's favorite actor for the longest time. And then you bring us these two things. I'm going to tell you guys idea. right now. Um, you don't want to be nominated for Razzies. If you guys don't know what Razzies are, it's just <laughs> an award show for worst performances. And he's he's up for two of them. For worst actor and worst supporting actor. That's yeah, not it's good. that bad. It is it's that bad, good. guys. Check check it out. It's it's rough. Uh, Austin Butler, though. Jesus Christ. He and did amazing. It's though. him singing. The soundtrack was fantastic. The way they... Baz Luhrmann did this really well in Great Gatsby as well. Where he mixed modern music with the music of the time period that he's using. And it just sounds fantastic. Sounds fantastic. He really uses the scenes and the music super well. So whoever, if he's doing it or if he has a guy that does it, bravo. Bravo. Because I was really into that. Uh, Yeah, I don't think Elvis will win it because there are some like obvious flaws of the movie. Which is obviously what we talked about specifically. Yes, Tom Hanks. Uh, Jason also isn't into the editing, which is fair. Not, not, uh, I, I feel like our friend of the pod, Alex Pastrana, shout out to Pizza Time Pod, would be there with you on that one. But it is, I'll say this, Jason, Elvis is nominated <clears throat> for best editing, which kind of frustrated me. I understand why there's some moments where, like, all right, that was cool, that was, but there was a lot of moments like, why did they go with that? Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a major in filming and stuff like that. I don't know, but there's a there's clearly like some directions where like I'm like, I just don't like that. Um but yeah, I, I did see that that was edited and I was like, there's no way that's gonna win. I'm like automatically like that's not winning. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I mean, best picture, I'm going for everything everywhere. After that, I'm hoping all quiet on the western front. Uh, um cool thing about this, guys. Um, I just got it, we just got into this new app. I don't know if it's new actually, but it's new. It's new to me. Uh, <laughs> it's called Q and you can actually, it's so it's pretty much, you know, you can queue up uh, movies and shows that you haven't seen and want to see, but you can also rank shows and movies that you've loved, liked that were okay or just absolutely disliked. And it's just pretty much like a social media or movies and shows to share with your friends, what you're currently watching what you're wanting to watch and what's coming out soon that you want to watch, which so you can queue up. And uh, there's this portion on this app where you can just hit, uh, if you have uh, movies queued or shows that you want to watch, but let's say you don't know what, we're like, all right, what do I want to watch right now? You know, instead of having to go through Netflix for two hours or whatever streaming service that you have, you just hit that little uh, spin thing uh, and have this little spinning option. And it's like a roulette, right? And whatever it lands on, you can like, all right, Hey, watch this you haven't watched it you said you wanted to watch it it's on the queue and you're like oh shit well let's, let's so watch put it. your money where your mouth is huh yeah <laughs> so there's a lot of movies uh, a lot of stuff that came out obviously you know for the oscars that's come out that i put on the queue so um, I'm, I'm hoping to finish a lot of these stuff especially the best picture films because uh, i've seen a few that's why i'm gonna go with everything everywhere all at once just because that was my favorite movie the last year but I, there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen. So, but still, shout out to them. And obviously, if it wins, you got to go watch it, right? Let's see what's all oh, the plus about. Oh, absolutely. Right? I did. So, I've seen quite a few of these. I have not seen Women Talking, Tar, 
or the Fablemans, but I have seen everything else. And I plan to watch the Fablemans. So that'll be that'll be one of those. I watched Banshees of Inishir and we talked about it. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see why uh, Colin Farrell and oh my gosh, supporting actor Brendan Gleeson um, both got nominated. They did an amazing job. And Best Supporting Actress, same thing, Carrie Condon. She got nominated for Banshees of Inishir and they carry the story because it's really a very it's a very close-knit story about something that just happens in life right and they make it something interesting to watch so i could see why it's nominated because of the strong acting and the sets are i mean it's it looks like it's actually in ireland so it looks amazing uh, i think it's i think it's well deserved but i don't think it should get... jamie hold on jamie you hear that looks like it happens in ireland Oh, so, sorry. She just recently went there and uh, absolutely loved it. So, I think you might. <laughs> I think that's the movie that we're probably gonna watch next pretty soon. <laughs> I'm just letting you know the ending is just like abrupt. Okay, so just just so you know, you're like, oh, yeah. Just so you know, when I when I watch those movies, I would like to know that beforehand. You know what I mean? So, uh, I I seen a couple movies that ended abrupt, and I wasn't mad at it. I was like, oh. Yeah, like what I mean, happened? It, it's it's a type of film that's like, all right, I'm gonna leave you. I'm gonna let you think and leave it open to interpretation, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Inception. Definitely. Yeah, I guess it would feel that way, but it feels like or like Sopranos. I guess it would be like Sopranos. Like, um, what the fuck? <laughs> both Banshees of Inisherin and Triangle of Sadness leave you feeling as though. Uh, the main point of the film wasn't completely played out. Mm. Yeah, Triangle of Sadness does something very similar. Now, this one, it's a crazy movie that's like very much, uh, it is a satire slash, com- uh, well, satire is commentary, right? It's a social commentary on the rich and how they treat others and just human behavior in general. And it goes from three different parts of the movie. The first part is this uh, couple that's models and they're, they're just their lives and how they go through things and the way they think. And then the second part is this giant yacht cruise that all these super, super, super rich people are on that the models actually got, they won, uh, they won as a prize to go on that cruise. And then the third part is an island that they go to. It's a pretty funny movie. Uh, you'd be surprised at how funny it is, but yes, the same thing with the ending. You're like this. This does not give me any type of closure. Um, it it very much feels as though you are left with an unfinished story, and that can kind of feel frustrating. So I will let I will let listeners know. Banshees of Inisherin and Triangle of Sadness, both nominees. They both end that way. So be careful with those. Um, Still pretty fun to watch, though. Triangle Sadness was interesting to watch. I had a good time watching it. Uh, it was pretty funny. So I would recommend to watch that either way. The Fablemans... God, Steven Spielberg, man. He just hits. And it's his coming-of-age story pretty much played out on screen. Paul oh, Dano's really? in it. Michelle Williams. Nice. She's nominated for Best Actress. She... she that's all i need to know that's all i need to know i'm surprised paul dano didn't get nominated i guess he didn't do that great of a job in the film but he's a great actor um 
Avatar Way of Water. I think that one was a bit of a crowd pleaser. I don't know if it deserves best picture, but it was a f- very fun movie. And the visuals, they they were able to beat themselves. They beat every movie. The, the animation and CGI in that film, like the way the water looks. Like, you remember when he grips, uh, when, what's his name, Jake? Jake, I forget his last name. He grips Jake, the, Jake the from State Farm. Yeah, Jake from State Farm. There we go. Yeah, Jake yeah. from State Farm. Jake Sully. Grips, no, no, no. From State Farm. Grips the <laughs> swimming creature. It looks what? like water seen on it. cloth and leather. It looks, well, I'm not giving, like, it's not a big oh, deal. It's like he's oh, learning. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, oh, okay. like he's like, you know when he does this? I was like, no, I don't. Oh, I haven't that's seen right. It. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. My bad. My bad. So pretty much like the way he was uh, gripping on the um, on the flying animal is the same uh-huh. way he connected with a water animal, right? No, I mean the CGI effects. You know how they never really get water right? No, yeah. it looks yeah, like wet tough. cloth and wet yeah, hands, yeah. like actual wet cloth and hands. Mm. And I was like, what the hell? And you see moments like that throughout the film where there's just so much texture that it, it looks fantastic. It really looks really good. I I was impressed. Uh, definitely a sight to see. Don't know if it's going to get best picture though and all quiet on the western front come on guys let's go that one the cinematography in that movie jason if you like cinematography you gotta watch that fucking movie i mean it was nominated for it so you think you'll probably win (laughs) oh i hope it does it has some tough competition from i would probably say way of water i don't know if that one's nominated it's not elvis did have very good cinematography Mm. top gun maverick had good cinematography uh, uh, no, no. So, so the ones that were nominated was Empire of Light, All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of Handful of Truths, Elvis, and Tar. That's it. oh, oh, yeah. I have not seen Empire of Light, Bardo, or Tar, so I can't speak to it fully. But if I was talking Elvis and All Quiet, I would still pick All Quiet on the Western Front for sure. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. So let's see. Let's go into Best Actor, man. Best actor. Um, so this movie is only in select theaters right now, or I don't even know if it's come out yet. But uh, the whale with Brendan Fraser. Um, just stuff that I've heard from other like celebrity, like people that have been able to watch it. Just interviews, like this is Brendan Fraser's like great coming backstory and just performance, and it was absolutely amazing. So that's pretty awesome, dude. Um, you also have obviously, I think. Only the only person that I've seen from all, all these other ones, uh, Austin Butler in Elvis. I think, uh, you know, when I first saw that movie, he's like, he's going to get an Oscar nom at least. If he doesn't win, it's probably because someone had a better performance. But holy shit, like, if he wins, like, I wouldn't, I would not be surprised. Uh, you also have Colin Farrell in the ba- Banshees of Inner Sharon. You got Bill, Bill Nye in The Living, and then Paul Mescal in After Sun. For nominated for best actor. What do you so, got to, what, what do you, what do you got to tell us about Colin Farrell, man? I mean, he, he when you watch Colin Farrell in serious movies, he knows how to create that emotion, make it real. He also in this movie, he knows how to play a very dense individual that doesn't understand that how dense they are. He knows how to play uh, vulnerable really well, but he also knows how to play very angry in the film. It it just. It showcases several types of emotions and situations 
where you could see that he really had to do some work on it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm sorry. From what I saw of Elvis, I don't see anybody. Like if anybody else wins this, I'm not going to accept it. Really? (laughs) I mean, just again, what I heard from Brendan Frazier, it's pretty, pretty damn impressive. So, you know what? That's true. I haven't seen the other movies. I just, but yeah, the awesome Butler. Yeah. His performance is crazy, right? Yeah. It's, it's, out of this world it's mesmerizing yeah i definitely i'm gonna say austin butler i mean elvis is also nominated for all kinds of stuff right now so we'll see who comes out on top with that one but i'm going austin butler what about you only because i've seen that's the only film that i've seen i'm gonna go with austin butler (laughs) yeah yeah, all right fair enough fair enough (laughs) Ooh, next one is a much more it's much more in our ballpark. Although I've only seen bits and pieces from Fablemans. You can see Michelle Williams really, she really puts it all out there. But so if you watched, did you watch Blonde? So for Best Actress. Yes, for Best Actress, sorry. Uh, I didn't watch Blonde, not yet. So Anna de Armas plays, <laughs> she plays Marilyn Monroe. I mean, I don't know if that's what Marilyn Monroe is really like, but she plays her... <laughs> Like, wow, there's a huge range of the way Marilyn Monroe acted like as a stage person in her personal life and in moments and how she of really like, was. Yeah, and, and in moments of just like uh just how yeah, her raw self, who she really was. And my god, there's some scenes where you're like, holy shit. And then she's able to come out of them super quick because a lot of the movie has to do with Marilyn Monroe trying out for acting roles. It's it's an interesting film. I the only thing I couldn't get away from, and it's I mean it's no fault of her own. You could still hear her accent, so you don't fully buy into it being Marilyn Monroe. But man, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are scenes where she looks just like her. She looks just like her. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I I highly recommend watching for that reason. The film itself, uh. It's okay. I heard, I heard it was. I heard it wasn't that great. It's okay. Yeah, I. I it's not something I'm in love with. But I you think, still, you know, just Elvis was not that great either. But Austin Buller just carried it, right? Yeah, I think. So. I think Elvis was slightly better made. Okay. Um, don't get me wrong. There, I feel like there's also the highs for Elvis are very high. The highs for Blonde aren't as high. Um, Except for Ana de Armas' performance. So that's what I'll say about that. Kate Blanchett looks like she is giving the performance of her life in Tar, if you've seen the previews. So I'm excited for that. I mean, it's Kate Blanchett, bro. You know, what else do you expect? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And of course, our girl, I'm not going to mention, well, I'll just mention Andrea Riseborough from To Leslie. I've only seen the preview for this film. It looks like. Uh, a very watchable movie for like anyone you know. The story looks like it's something someone could anyone could buy into. So I'm interested in watching it, but I haven't seen it. So I'm going to move into Michelle Yeoh for everything, everywhere. Jason, I'll let you take this one. Uh, that's that's my nomination for to win it, win the whole thing, bro. Uh, dude, she was amazing, bro. Just uh, every obviously, right? You get a, a different type, of, a multiverse movie. And she played every character 
in her past life or not not past life, but in, in different dimensions of life. And she played and, that rock, bro. That was uh, dude, when she played that <laughs> rock, dude. No one can play a rock better than Michelle Yeoh. Right <laughs> uh, uh, except beside maybe her uh, uh, counterpart, uh, her daughter by uh, was KU Kwan. No, 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 no. That's a supporting actor. I'm sorry, guys. Um, it was a uh, Stephanie Stephanie Sue. Yeah, she might have played a better rock than uh, uh, she might have. She might have. It's close. It's close. Have. Jokes aside, though, guys, she really does show range too. <laughs> I mean, her main character, her main character though, is really the draw. Like, yes, she goes into different versions, but it's all still her. And I think her, the payoff at the end of this movie. And her raw, raw emotions in it are what sell me for her as yeah. the winner. Like when like, she finally realizes what she what she has been doing with her life and what she should be doing with her life. And how it affected her daughter's life and like how she needs to realize like just need to realize those special moments and yeah. It's great. Looking amazing. Yeah. So I'm picking Michelle Yeo as well, but I would not be shocked if uh, I'm gonna say I'm not. I wouldn't be shocked if Michelle Williams got the nod. Oh, actually, Michelle Yeoh or Kate Blanchett. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I wouldn't be ups- upset with any of these nominations. Again, I've only seen the everywhere, everything, everywhere all at once. Um, so again, obviously, I'm gonna go for Michelle Yeoh. But if the other ones win, and if I'm able to watch some of these films when they come out, before they come out, um, obviously they're nominated for a reason. Obviously, Kate Blanchett. I, I think that'd be my next like person to pick if I'm being completely honest because I've seen her in other movies and she's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't miss either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best supporting actor, man. This is Brendan Gleeson for the Banshees of Inisherin, uh, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Have not seen it. Judd Hirsch, the Fablemans, uh, Barry, Barry Keown, 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 Ke- right? Keegan, you know what? K E O G H A N, guys. Somebody let us know how you say that name for also for Banshees of Inishirin. Uh, K E Kwan, there we go for everything everywhere. I'm not gonna bash this one through a lot. Brendan Gleason and Barry Keegan play it really well. Uh, they play vastly different characters. One is pretty much like a village idiot, and the other one is just a, a bitter friend who's trying to live out the rest of it. I think if anybody did a more difficult job, it would be Barry Keen. But Kehu Kwan, I hope he wins that one too. <laughs> I'm hoping uh, everything everywhere sweeps a lot of the categories. It, well, he did win that gold, uh, the Golden Globe one. That's right. That's right. And Harrison Ford even said he deserves an Oscar. So, uh, Best Supporting Actress. Now, this one, my friend, I know all of them except for one because the movie isn't out over here yet, which is the, uh, Hong Chao and The, the whale. whale. Don't know it. Don't know the movie yet because it's not out yet. Can't wait to see Brandon Fraser, Sadie Sink. But let's move into the ones we do know. And this one, I'm not going for everything everywhere, even though there are two people nominated for everything everywhere. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the other one too. I I think I know which one you're talking about. Oh yeah, you do, you do. And it, and it's the first one, right? 
Yes. So Stephanie Sue for everything everywhere. She plays the daughter. Jamie Lee Curtis plays the tax, the tax woman, the IRS woman. Yeah, and I everything everywhere. Oh, yeah, great she was yeah. great. When she was the uh, wrestler, dude, oh, that shit's awesome. Every time, every she she was a great addition to that movie. She really stole, was. Yeah, really stole the movie. We're like, we're like, what? Jamie Lee Curtis is in this movie, and you're like, whoa! I can't like. She fucking made the movie. Well, not made the movie, but like. I was about very, to say, I don't know. Michelle Yeoh made the movie for made me. it very <laughs> enjoyable. It's like, yo, this fits. This fits perfect. Like, like. <laughs> it, it was fantastic. Know? Yeah, amazing. <laughs> And she is so hilarious throughout the whole film. Like she really, she's funny. I didn't realize how funny she was. <clears throat> Every time I see her, I imagine like a Halloween. So I just don't, I don't imagine her funny. Really, I imagine her in like True Lies and Freaky Friday, and yeah. So I I, I definitely see her comedic side of, of things. I have not seen either of those movies. All right. Really? Yeah, True Lies with a uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, the action. I've not seen it. I've not seen it. Yeah. <sighs> That, that's why you're like, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is all right. I was like, dude, you need, you need. anyways, Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis, amazing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't want to go on a, a Arnold uh, a tangent here, guys. Uh, Carrie Condon on the Banshees, right? Yeah, she does a great job. Honestly, she's like the only really sane character in the movie, and you feel for her. Uh, you feel for her situation and. She's fierce in the movie. I, I appreciated her role. Don't think she's going to win in this field, though. Yeah, but, but hold With on. With this man. crowd, hold, I don't think she's winning. Hold on. Shout out to Banshee's in, of Inner Sharing. Inner Sharing. Am I saying that right? God. Inner Sharing? Yeah, it's Inner not Sharing. easy. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, best picture. Best actor. Supporting um, actor. Supporting actress. A supporting actor. Two supporting actors. And one supporting actress. Nice job. Don't don't forget best score, best director, yeah, yeah, best original screenplay. It it just it has a lot of nominations. Editing, it's it's up there. So I mean, I don't feel too bad for him, but yeah, I don't think Carrie Condon's winning this one. The person I think deserves it, but will not get it because of the movie it's for, is Angela Bassett in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. My God. The acting she does in that movie, like, it's some of the best acting I've ever seen. Very, bro, very, I felt it. I felt yeah. it. Here's She's mourning the loss of her king, bro. Well, her son, the heir of the king. She within a year or two, she lost her her husband, and then and then T'Challa, and then having and then almost losing her daughter because she gets kidnapped. Oh my God, the pain and struggle that she has to go through, and you see it in this film. It's absolutely amazing compared to the previous movie in black panther the, the first black panther she's a strong woman and it just for that change to the second movie and you just see how a mother can be vulnerable and for the love of her children and you know it's just oh my god and but still having to be a strong person for for your for your for your country right because you, you're 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 the queen right so it's just oh my god such a gangster move when they caught all of those like special ops soldiers and brought them to the french uh committee at the un i was like damn oh yeah that was sick you tell him (laughs) oh and not that part too and also the part where he has a a fight where she has to fire her um oh my god what's her name oh god you know what i'm talking about though yes 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 
uh, in Danai Gurira is her name, but I don't know what her name is in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She is general something. Yeah, she's like I was like <laughs> I, I tasked you to be the general to, to you know, protect T'Challa. He's dead, and then I, I tasked you to protect my daughter, and she's kidnapped. Like, oh, but that's General was, Okoye. Okoye. Yeah, General Okoye is like she's like I gave my life and my like for for the throne and for you and blah blah blah. And it's like yeah, and while you've been giving yourself up, you've let my son die, you've let my my husband die, and you and now my. My my daughter is taken and kidnapped, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "I know that, that scene, scene was crazy." That scene bro. gets, and you know, I was gonna say this performance, although she isn't in the movie as long, it it very much reminds me of the power of a supporting actor's performance, the way that uh, the Dark Knight did with Heath Ledger, right? Because he just changed the or, tone of that movie. Like you were drawn in. And every time she was on the screen, like I was drawn to her. She was just so powerful in every scene she was in. She commanded or, that screen. Or even Django. Django Unchained. Oh, okay, okay. I see you. Leonardo DiCaprio and Christoph Waltz, bro. That's a perfect one. I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio more than Christoph Waltz, but yes, Christoph Waltz as well. I mean, Christoph Waltz ended up winning it, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I would still. disagree. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Academy, you got that one wrong. <laughs> I don't know if they did. <laughs> I I was happy with that one. I was like, yeah. But like you said, the supporting sometimes the supporting actor can make a film that much greater, and I think that's what she did with that role. So I will definitely give my nod to her. Yeah, I would give a I would give Christoph Waltz best supporting actor in Inglorious Bastards. He was the best. He was the best person in that movie. Anyway, moving on, moving on. We're not talking about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Angela Bassett, we hope you win Wakanda forever. If you guys can't see me, I'm doing an X, okay? So, this one, Jason, I have not seen the one you wanted me to watch. I apologize. Mm. But I will see it soon. Because I saw all of the other ones. So we can definitely talk best animated film. And the nominations are... Turning Red. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Netflix's The Sea Beast. And Puss and Boots. The Last Wish. I just watched that one this past uh, this past weekend too, and it's very I heard, good. I heard Puss and Boots was good, bro. It's very good. It's very good. I mean, it's yeah. definitely a kids' movie. It it gives you a lot of the old school Shrek vibes, where they really took some some characters and did cool things with them. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated that. Uh, they brought back some characters from the original Puss in Boots film, which I didn't even know existed until recently. So the first Puss in Boots film? Yeah, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, never seen it? Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, all right. But yeah, it was very good. I thought it was a fantastic story, and it deals with some uh, some themes that are interesting to introduce to children. And it's not in a, like a bad way. It just deals like, you know, talking about like, appreciating your own life what's important to you in in your life family friends what should you put above all else it was interesting and his fight so i'm not going to ruin anything but he has he has someone chasing him and his fights with that specific character are really fun to watch uh it i mean it looks like a lobo yeah well yeah and i i mean i know who he is who is he 
He's the Grim Reaper. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, is yeah. he the Grim Reaper in another movie too? How do you know this? Uh, TikTok, bro. <laughs> uh, well, why are you why are you letting things be ruined? Anyway, because I was... didn't know if I was gonna watch it, and then I just I just heard great things about it. I was like, oh, now I should watch it now. I was like, yeah. this is pretty cool. Shout out to Room Three Hundred Three Pod Nick Morhan. He said like, hey, it's pretty solid. It's a good watch with the kid. I think he undersold it a bit because I was like, this is fun. This was a fun movie. Uh, there, I mean, it still feels like a kid's movie. I'll say that. There are moments where you're very much like, oh, this is a kid's movie. But I, it didn't take me out of the film. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, what's cool about Puss in Boots, right? If you saw the first one, too, like, he, he's all, I think Puss in Boots, the first one was a little bit more a comedic purpose, comedic, but this one's a lot more like action and more a little bit on the drama side, although there is comedic side to it. still good comedy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think what they did more and what people liked about it was the villain itself, Lobo. Um, probably one of the they said one of the best Shrek villains because it's still a spinoff from Shrek. Um, but that's just what I heard from TikTok videos that I saw and the little skits that I seen. I was like, it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. So it's it's worth the watch. It's definitely worth the watch. Uh, next up, I'm gonna, I wanted to talk a little bit about Sea Beast. Oh, dude, we don't even talk about it that much. It's not gonna win only because it's 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 like um. How to Train Your Dragon, but in the water. That's it. Yeah, that's accurate. Right? That's accurate. Right? I mean, what, yeah. what do you, I did like it, though. I really enjoyed it because I love How to Train Your Dragon. It's a great film. I just, again, in the field that it's in, I think the only one that it really competes with is Puss in Boots. And even at that, I would pick Puss in Boots over the Sea Beast, which doesn't mean to say that it's not good. It is very good. But these films are all fantastic. Um, although I haven't seen Marcel the Shell with shoes on, so I'll let you talk a bit about Marcel the Shell with shoes on and why you think, which I assume you think that should be the winner. Uh, yeah, only because of the style of the animation and like how it was shot. It's an A24 film, right? It's A24, I think. Uh, what they've been doing is like very, very different um, from a lot of other storylines that we've been seeing, right? We're obviously in the superhero era where we're seeing a lot of this stuff. So it's kind of all like kind of the same a lot and a lot of remakes and movies that are being made right now. So it's kind of nice when you see a movie that's kind of a seems original, right? It's like a, I mean, it's about a little shell that's alive that is trying to look for his family, but it's a shot in a documentary style. So and it, it's a very feel good movie, but you also feel for a little shell. Like it's crazy, like how you feel for this character. Uh, not a long ass movie, but like it's very creative, and I loved it. Honestly, man, like I can't say anything more about it without ruining it for you guys. But I highly recommend it. Please go watch it, Marcel. The show with shoes on. You guys will not regret it. Watch it with your kids. Watch it with your significant other. It's one of those feel good movies. And again, it just kind of hits you. It's like, whoa. Is that a tear right there? What the hell? Is that, wait, am I laughing right now? What's going on? I'm not yeah, crying. So, you're crying. <laughs> yeah, it's, one, it's, def, it's definitely one of those, man. I loved it, dude. It's one of my. It was my, one of my favorite movies last year. So I would definitely love to see that one win. I'd be mad if the Sea Beast went over it. Um, and also Turning Red because I did have seen Turning Red, and although I really did love. Oh, sorry guys, Turning Red got nominated as well. But if I saw Turning Red win over Marcel the Shell, I'd kind of be a little upset. Uh, I can't say anything about anything about Puss in Boots and uh, the next nomination just because I haven't seen them but I know you really love this next one so if you think that one would win and I think that's the one that you want to win I can't be mad at it because you you absolutely loved it 
I honestly wouldn't be mad with any of these winning, except Sea Beast. I just think it's not as good as the other films. But the next yeah. one is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Uh, that one, the reason I think it should win is because of one, Guillermo del Toro's decision to depart from the original story and do something that kind of works into Italian history as well and really I think in this day and age not to say that we deal with a lot of fascism but we definitely deal with people trying to make you think certain things and feel certain ways through I guess pressure peer pressure in some ways and I feel like this movie does address it and address it in the form of fascism Mm. I think that the the set pieces the character designs the stop motion animation uh, it looks like stop motion animation anyway is all i mean for lack of a better word beautiful it's beautiful it uh it's imaginative you've never seen you've never seen pinocchio this way that's for sure and his relationship with geppetto is very different and i feel probably more believable than it is in the original story and Pinocchio is a more believable character than in the original story. In the original story, Pinocchio is a piece of shit. Like, let's be honest. Even in the old movie, he's kind of a piece of shit. Like, he's Little always making bad maker, choices. Dude. Yep. In this one, like, he does make trouble, but then he gets to a point where he's not trying to make trouble, but he runs into it anyway. And he's just trying to be as good as he possibly can. Uh, I think that's more believable. And the ending is... Ending is powerful. It's a it's a powerful ending. You do not see it coming. You really don't. It kind of shows you like maybe for what it sounds like. Yeah, the person's good at heart, but he's just put in bad situations where like you kind of just get steered toward that, and you know it's just kind of a wrong place at the wrong time because that does happen. That does, yeah. And there yeah. are moments like that, and it makes uh, it makes other characters question Pinocchio, and obviously that leads to conflict, which moves the story forward. I like I that, dude. As I mentioned, I highly recommend it. And the ending, like, it's not, for a child, it's not super noticeable. But the more a kid watches it, the more the, the ending monologue is really going to hit. And it's a powerful message. Um, definitely recommend it. So I I think I might be going for Pinocchio. And I was going to be going for Turning I Red. It. But I, I think it. I might be going for Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, I, I knew as you were going to talk about it a little bit more and explain it to me. You're going to be like, yeah, no, yeah, this is the one I want to win. Uh, although turning red is great man it's a good film i would not be mad if it was hilarious dude yeah i wouldn't be mad if it beat pinocchio i really wouldn't um i just i do think pinocchio did some really cool things yeah so yeah turning red a coming of age uh film for you know a girl she's turning into a panda you know obviously he's like hey she's going through puberty and just kind of showing how you know the you just kind of go through it, right? And you feel like no one can understand what you're going through. <laughs> and it really does feel like that when you're a kid. You're like, you don't understand what you're going through. And the parents are like, no, I do understand what you're going through. But although the parents do understand what they're going through, that was years ago for them. And now like, far you have exp- yeah. exactly. They're, <laughs> although you understand what they're going through, you don't really understand what they're going through. Because you've um, seen life and you're like, no. There's yeah, much like, worse. There's it, much it, worse. Things. Exactly. And I, th- I'm, I think we're starting to get to that age where because now I'm talking to my nephews about stuff. I'm like, man, I remember I used to trip out on things like that when I was your age. And I I don't want to bel- belittle them that because I'm thinking to like how I felt in that moment when I was that. And I was like, damn, 
It's like he's just got to learn, and he'll just going to realize, or they're going to realize, not he, but she, um, my nephews. Like they're just going to realize on their own. They're going to be like when they're older, my age. Like can't believe I was tripping out on that stuff. So it's just it's so interesting, and we're all different, right? We all we all cope with things differently and different emotions. So. I will tell you this right now, my nephews and nieces, they're totally different people and they respond to things very differently and show their emotions in a different way. So it's just kind of weird to like, oh, they respond to things differently. We just, it's, it's up to us as uh, parents and uh, uncles and uh, just loved ones to try and understand the best that they're going through stuff. So, And that's uh, my, the main that the theme best of turning red. Yeah. yeah, it was the best depiction of it. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, uh, huge, huge thing too. Like, I, I thought the setting was great because it was so nostalgic with the four town uh, boy band. My daughter was obsessed with those songs. Like, we listened to <laughs> those like the songs. NC Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. For months and months, we heard the same songs. Luckily, like, they were catchy because, you know, boy band oh, songs they were definitely are catchy. catchy. Of course. And so, like, at first it wasn't too bad, but by the end I was like, all right, I'm done with Fort Town. Ooh, like, let's move <laughs> on. Let's listen to something else. And, but oh, it was, and the animation style was dope. Dude. It was yeah. very good. It was very good. It looked uh, it looked different from their usual animation. It was like a, a mix of, God, the you know, the, the people that do, like, Chicken Run and Wallace yeah. and Gromit and all that. It was like a mix but, of that with CGI. With, like, and Pixar. Like Pixar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was a really good mix. It worked out really well. The panda looked fantastic. Uh, the friends were all hilarious. I thought the, the Korean friend was particularly really funny. Yeah, the one with the pink overalls. She was the best. <laughs> yeah, <she's> crazy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if that one won. I'm going for Pinocchio. Jason's going for Marcel the Shell. Uh, I will say this. Marcel the Shell was stop motion. So ah, I thought that was nice. really cool. I'm pretty sure Pinocchio was too, but I'm not sure. And I'm, I also will say if Puss in Boots wins, I will be surprised because I feel like it's it's also not at the very, very top tier right there. It's just like it's in between. I would say it's it's closer to turning red than Pinocchio and Marcel the Shell. Right. So I'd be surprised if it wins because uh, Turning Red is probably better than Piss in Boots. Let's go on to best score. We'll do this one real quick. The nominations for best score are Babylon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Banshees of Inisherin, Fablemans, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Now, I haven't heard Babylon, but if it uses swing jazz as a big part of the score because of the time period, I hope it wins. <laughs> I thought the Banshees was a very quiet score. Um, not really sure why it was nominated. Fablemans looks like it's going to have a really solid score. All Quiet on the Western Front had a good score. I will say this, and not to down on it, but Everything Everywhere All at Once's score did not stand out to me. So I'm going to have to rewatch. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just all the crazy things that we saw in the movie where like that was the least of our worries right yeah yeah so yeah. i'm in that category as of this moment if babylon is doing some swing jazz then i'm gonna go for babylon if not all quiet on the western front just because it plays really well into the movie i think fablemans is going to be a pretty strong one as well though considering um, the way steven spielberg likes to make movies i mean he always has a right. great score Right, right, that he does. Um, I will say this: I was a little bit disappointed not seeing one, one in there. 
Uh, and I'm going to go with The Batman, dude. The score for The Batman was amazing. I'm kind of shocked that it didn't make this one. Interesting. I'm going to have to rewatch that one, too. Bro, dude, that was in our first episode. Uh, our very, very, very episode number one. We had when we were still putting music in our episodes. Remember, we we're trying to figure yeah, out that's how, to, right. that's how right. to use our app, and we use the the Batman theme song. Like when we that's right. Bom, oh, he had a great theme. Yes, dude. Yeah, you're right. Thank you for reminding me. And you, he used Nirvana in there too, something, and that was super popular. Something like that. in the way. Yeah, that's good. Ooh, I thought it was a great score, and uh, a little sad that it wasn't on there too. If I'm being completely honest. So I just want to give them a nod, even though we see you. Batman. My nod, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though, <laughs> even though my nod don't matter. <laughs> just Listen, give them a nod. on the Revenge of the Podcast, your opinion matters so much, Jason. Well, there's Better. two opinions that matter on this pod, and it's yours and ours. Okay, right, 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 <laughs> and and our guests. Sometimes. And our guests, hey, mailbag episode, guys. We yeah. want your opinions. Your opinions matter. <laughs> mailbag episode. Send us some of those questions. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to move into best director. I'm interested in this one. So Martin McDonough for the Banshees, uh, Todd Field for Tar, Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. It was well-directed. It was a well-directed film. Uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once, since there were two of them. And of course, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. I don't think the Daniels are going to win because it's two directors on the same film. So I feel like that is going to, it's going to take away from the work that they did. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I guess. I guess if the work is divided, they'll be like, oh, well, they had to, they got to divide work. These other guys didn't. That's what I'm thinking in my head is going to happen because if one of them wins best director, what does that say about the other one? You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. My guess is that they're going to go with a, with a good old, usual steven spielberg because it's a movie about the love of movies and how much does the oscars love themselves and love that story yeah Yeah, so that i mean that could be very well what happens but i wouldn't be shocked if todd field won for tar okay all right i mean i can't i can only really say about one movie that i've seen so just the way that i've seen uh, some of the scenes play out in tar i haven't seen the film yet but it looks like the directing is pretty solid and they're probably eyeing him as best director winner. All right. The next one, I'm going to go into best visual effects, Jason. I'm excited about this one. Uh, and I'm going to pair it up with production design. I know that I, I want to talk about all these cause I feel like they're all related in a sense. So visual effects is top gun. We're kind of forever all quiet on the Western front. Avatar and Batman. So visual effects. Who do you think is winning on this one? Just on visuals. Uh, I I don't think it's gonna be Wakanda just because CGI has been pretty trash the past yeah. couple of years. Although they're in that movie, it theirs is pretty good. Better, but it's yeah. not as good as Avatar. Right. So and it's based not as good we, as Top Gun or All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, I mean the visual effects for Top Gun were insane. Yeah, just because it was from like actual like planes and stuff, jets. So. Avatar, man, I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. Batman, yeah. The Batman, although I love the Batman, the film, I, visual effects, I don't think that'll win. So my my guess would be either Avatar or Top Gun because I haven't seen All Quiet in the Western Front. Visual effects but, are solid. They're they're really solid. The 
but it's hard because Top Gun and Avatar are doing crazy things. I mean, All Quiet exactly. on the Western Front isn't doing these crazy things. Right. It's a war movie. Like they they have very practical effects for that. But that's those are amazing. Like that's true. That's true. Touche. Uh, I'm gonna move into so. All right, let's stamp it. Let's stamp it. I'm saying Avatar. What are you thinking? Avatar. All right, all right. So Avatar for visual effects. Now, what do you think about production design? Babylon, Fablemans, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, or Elvis? Elvis. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All Quiet. I was about to say, I'm going to go with All Quiet on that one. The production looked fantastic. It looked fantastic. Again, the ones that look like they could come out of nowhere are Babylon and Fablemans. Haven't seen them, so we're going to see about those. But I'm going all quiet on the Western Front for production design. Then best costume design. Babylon, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, which I haven't watched. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Everything Overall All at Once, or Elvis. I'm going Elvis on that one. Elvis or Babylon? Black Panther. Nice. Hey, I'm not going to hate on that. Not going to hate on that. I just think, man, the costumes in Elvis, they, they, they look fantastic. It looks fantastic. Uh, I would, yeah, I would go with Elvis, too. Like, if I saw that one win, all right, cool. Yeah, all right. So, see, they're all very similar, and you, you got a lot of the same nominations. Although, I will say, all these nominations are pretty similar. Now, I'm going to go best original screenplay versus adapted. Uh, original screenplay, obviously, it's an original story not coming from anything else. That's everything everywhere. Banshees of Inisherin, Triangle of Sadness, The Fablemans, and Tar. I'm not going to say too much, but for we've best original, talked about <laughs> well, for best original screenplay, I'm going to throw this one out there. I think Triangle of Sadness has a good chance of winning this one. It's it's a it's a good story. It's a good story. It's well written. I think Tar would be the one that could maybe push pushed to the front as well for best original screenplay. I think Tar is going to come out with a, quite a few wins. But yeah, I think this is the one category that I'm like, Triangle of Sadness, you could win here. Uh, best adapted screenplay, Living, Top Gun Maverick, Women Talking, Glass Onion, and All Quiet on the Western Front. For adapted screenplay, God, what do you think? I'm actually stuck on this one. Uh... Glass Onion? I would give it to Glass Onion. I, I want to give it to All Quiet on the Western Front again, but I'd be happy to see Glass Onion win it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just because I haven't seen All Quiet yet, man, but you keep saying all this, so... <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty well adapted. I think it's... I haven't read the book, but considering how good the story is and how well-received the film is, even compared to the original... I'd say they did a damn good job. It's like one of those movies that has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes when like that doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. No, I hear you. Okay. Well then uh, I'll quiet then. Hey, 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 you stick with yours, man. You stick <laughs> with yours. Okay. You haven't seen all quiet. So you got to, I, I respect you. I respect that you're doing glass onion. I was thinking what you would say between top gun and glass onion. So yeah, definitely glass onion over just a based off adapted screenplay. I'm going to go with Glass Onion over Top Gun. I'm going to sound repetitive, but for best cinematography, I'm going all quiet. I haven't seen Empire of Light, Bardo, or Tar, so it would really just be between Elvis and All Quiet. And I would say All Quiet has better cinematography. 
Uh, I'm going to go with you on quiet because I feel like the editing and cinematography kind of go one-on-one together a little bit, just a little bit, not a lot. Um, but there's just moments in Elvis that I absolutely love, but there's also moments where I was like, I didn't like that. I did not like that. So um, now, editing for, for just best editing, it's Top Gun, uh, Top Gun Maverick. I mean, everything everywhere, Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis and Tar. For editing this one, I'm going to go either Top Gun or Everything Everywhere. What do you think? I'm going to go with Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah, they, they had solid editing for that movie. It is it is a very well-made movie. Bro, it gave me anxiety at the movie theater. <laughs> I felt like I was like, oh, the planes, bro. Like, I, I uh, the, the jets, I was, it gave, I was like, I felt like I was in there, dude. So I was like, I have to give it to that. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it was it was it gave me anxiety, dude. So dude, when he I'm was testing that low orbit jet, oh, I, they were trying to go to like Mach something, sense, Mach yeah. nine or it gave me such a sense six. of wonder and excitement. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, he's got to do it. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go editing on that one. But if everything everywhere wins, it's pretty solidly edited as well. Uh, we talked about costume design. Now, last one. Uh, that I'm interested in seeing is best sound. Which movie do you think had the best sound between Top Gun, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, Elvis, and the Batman? I'ma give it to Top Gun or the Batman on this one. I was gonna say the exact same thing: Top Gun or the Batman. Uh, the other three have very solid sound. I just think if in a category where they can stand out, this is this is it for them. Top Gun and the Batman. So I'll be rooting for those. Again, not going to hate if Unquiet wins on that one. Elvis was bound to have great sound. It's a movie about a musician. So if that wins, that's cool too. But yeah, those are the nominees, guys. If you have any nominees that you think are going to win, let us know. Let or us any know nominees that films. you felt were snubbed that weren't Ooh. on there that we talked about. Definitely let us know on that. Yeah, the uh, snubs. Those are always a big topic. I know people were pretty upset about some of the people that did not get nominated. Now, that's it for us today, guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, please, 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 as I mentioned earlier in the episode, send us some questions for the mailbag episode. Send us a message if you know us personally. Send us a DM on Instagram at uh, revenge underscore of the pod. On Instagram. IG. And that is revenge underscore of the pod. So please hit us up for that mailbag episode. We're trying to get that out soon. Throw us some questions in there. Uh, let us know that these are official mailbag questions as well. So we can store them and answer them to the best of our ability. Uh, give you guys a great answer. Thanks again for listening, guys. Jason, do you have any shout outs for us? I sure do. Uh, shout out to to Jamie. Uh, just you know, thank you for everything and just being you. I love you. Uh, shout out to you guys, uh, all my homies in the in the group chat, especially the El Paso guys, uh, and just hyping me up uh, on my on my journey to becoming a, a decent uh, smoker uh, slash griller. Right. I, I really appreciate you guys just rooting me on. Uh, because, uh, you know, I'm still a rookie and I really appreciate uh, all the kind words that you guys have been saying uh, and just, you know, continue on this journey and hopefully making some uh, some bomb ass food. Yeah, man, you I mean, the stuff you're making sounds great, looks great. So 
you're already on the right step. I want to give a shout out to Gabby as well. I wanted to give a shout out to my mom. Uh, miss you. And shout out to my cousin Saida. We might be going on a vacation soon. Shout out to Cole and Ooh. Joey. They're going to be coming down to see me for my birthday, which is coming up. Um, oh, and I didn't mention it in the shout out, but Gabby, I'm excited for our our celebration of Birthentines. That's what I call it because her birthday and Valentine's are super close to each other. So we do this like we either do this really big thing or two separate things. This year it's going to be one big thing. Oh, so, so cute. Excited for your Birthentines. Love you. So cute. Uh, we will see you guys next week for another episode of Revenge of the Pod.